amid the sprawling wilderness of the Allegheny National Forest, miles from the nearest town, four roads converge in a remote spot in Howe Township, where a wooden cross marks the lonesome grave of a murder victim long forgotten. Although the name Turner is etched into this old weather-beaten memorial, most locals can't say who the unfortunate man was or when he died. All they can tell you is that it happened a long, long time ago. This simple burial plot at the junction of Job Corps Road, Coal Bed Run Road, Blood Run Road, and Dead Man Corners Road is locally known by a variety of names, but the one that seems to have stuck is Peddler's Grave, because legend has it that the victim in question was a traveling peddler who was robbed, murdered, then buried on the spot where his body was discovered. But the historical record makes it clear that this wilderness gravesite in Forest County is the final resting place of a woodsman named Matthew Turner, who was murdered on this very spot on September 9, 1871 by William Barnhart. Matthew Turner was a broad-shouldered, good-natured, red-haired woodsman of about 50 years of age who lived on the farm of Thomas Porter, which was located on the road between Marionville and Balltown, which once stood along Tyanesta Creek at a point opposite Logan Run. At the time, Balltown was scarcely more than a few shacks which had sprung up around the lumber mill which Isaac Ball had built in 1823. On the morning of Saturday, September 9th, Turner left the Porter Farm to go to his shanty in a lumber camp on the Foxburg Road where he worked. Foxburg was located on Tyanesta Creek, at a point opposite Blue Jay Creek. Turner never made it to camp, but his absence drew little attention. Lumber camps were filled with vagabonds, ruffians, ex-convicts, and drifters who seldom stuck around past their first payday so it was probably assumed that Turner had found employment elsewhere. Neither hide nor hair was seen of Turner until Wednesday, when Thomas Porter returned home from a business trip to Marionville and decided to pay a visit to Turner's shack. Hello? Anybody here? Not finding his friend at the Foxburg lumber camp, Porter followed the route Matthew Turner should have taken. He discovered Turner's body lying on the side of the road about two miles from the shanty. A hasty examination revealed to Porter that his friend had been shot in the head and neck. He summoned the authorities and an inquest was held at the scene of the crime. It was discovered that Turner's head and neck were filled with buckshot, and the position of the body seemed to suggest that his assassin had lain in wait for him before ambushing the victim from behind. Death must have been instantaneous, and Turner went to his death never knowing the identity of his killer. Turner's rifle was found leaning against a log, and his hatchet was found nearby, indicating that Turner had sat down on the log to rest when the fatal shot was fired. He had a knife and revolver in his belt, neither of which had been disturbed. Because his body was already in an advanced state of decomposition, it was buried on the spot where it had been found. 
the inquest failed to shed any light on the identity of the killer. But many suspected that the murderer had been William Barnhart, a notorious troublemaker who had terrorized the vicinity for quite some time. Barnhart was known to be crazy, and for some reason harbored a deep hatred toward anyone with red hair, man, woman, or child. As fate would have it, Matthew Turner was redheaded. A search was made for Barnhart, but his unexplained absence from his usual haunts aroused the suspicion of local lawmen Henry Bailey and James K. Clark, who eventually tracked him to Jefferson County and brought him to Tyanesta, where he was bound over for trial without bail. The first murder trial in the history of Forest County began on December 28, 1871, with Judge Wetmore presiding. The attorneys for the Commonwealth were District Attorney W.W. W. Mason, W.P. Merciliot, and ex-Judge S.P. Johnson. William Barnhart was defended by Samuel D. Irwin and B.J. Reed. Although there were no witnesses to the crime, and the evidence was circumstantial at best, it took the jury only a few minutes to find the defendant guilty by reason of insanity. The jury's verdict, which was printed in a Tyanesta Forest Republican on January 9, 1872, read, We find that the defendant, William Barnhart, was insane at the time he committed the offense for which he is indicted, and acquit him on the ground of such insanity. The jury also, on full examination, find that there is reason to believe a cure of such insanity may speedily be effected by sending said William Barnhart to the lunatic hospital. Whereupon the court direct the defendant to be committed to the insane in hospital at Dixmont for so long a time as he shall continue to be of unsound mind at the expense of the county of Forest. During the trial, Barnhart's hatred of red-headed people was revealed by an entry in the killer's own diary, in which Barnhart wrote that they should all be killed. Barnhart's mother and one of his sisters testified on his behalf, and said that William had never acted strangely until his return from the army. Perhaps he had been shot at by a red-headed Confederate soldier, or perhaps his heart had been broken by a red-haired Southern Belle but Barnhart never revealed the cause of his intense prejudice. William Barnhart was committed to the Dixmont Insane Asylum, where he later attempted to kill a red-headed guard, but was transferred to the Warren State Hospital upon its opening in 1880. Barnhart was never cured of his insanity, and he died at Warren State Hospital on March 10, 1911, at the age of 70, and is buried at the State Hospital Cemetery. If you enjoyed this podcast, look for my latest book, Pennsylvania Oddities, Volume 2, available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Walmart.com, or through the Sunbury Press website at www.sunburypressstore.com. The Pennsylvania Oddities podcast is written, produced, and narrated by Marlon Bressy. Theme music composed by Marlon Bressy. Sound effects courtesy of freesound.org. Find the Pennsylvania Oddities podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else you find your favorite programs. 
new episodes on the 1st and 15th of every month. Bye-bye.